If you're living with another human being in this wonderful institution called marriage, then this show is for you. Because there's a good chance that at some point in your experience as a couple, your spouse is going to experience anxiety. We're going to help you with that today. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 79, and we are going to be talking about how to help with your spouse's anxiety. Actually, this topic was spawned by a conversation I had some time ago with a frustrated husband. Oh. Yeah, his wife was really struggling with anxiety and he was trying to fix it, <laughs> being the good husband that he was. Yes. Well, trying to fix anxiety is about as effective as calming a puppy down by playing with it. Perfect. Good analogy, hey? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably a lot less fun, though, than trying to calm a puppy down. So anyways, this guy, he was bitter and he was frustrated and he was like fed up. And the bitter part was kind of worrying me because he was getting kind of done with it all. Oh. And uh, and they'd only, you know, really been going at it for a couple of months. But she was worried too. Mm-hmm. But it was serious. So I kind of talked him through it, right? He was still in love. He was still committed. But he was really just kind of struggling with it all. Because, like, he loved her. And yet this anxiety piece was coming on so strong, it was like a barrier. It was kind mm. of between them. Mm-hmm. Right? And He's so, getting sick of it. Yeah, so I asked him to do something, to reach way down inside himself and see if he could find compassion. And because, you know, they're relatively fresh into this issue and hadn't gone on for years of marital distress, he yeah. was there, right? And to act out of that place of compassion, he's like, okay, I'll give it a shot to his credit, right? So he's all ready to go. And their marriage actually turned a corner that day, hmm. which was really good. Mm-hmm. There's still anxiety. I checked in with him later, still moments of frustration, but they're together, and I don't mean together just in the sense that they're, they stayed married, but they're together in the middle of her struggles with anxiety and some other health complications that are kind of going with it. Hmm. Interesting. So that turned into a really precious thing. Yeah. So if you're out there with anxiety in your spouse or in your own experience or something, this is, I hope, a message of hope for you. Mm-hmm. And a little story I just gave you is kind of a spoiler for where we're going with this today. But this is, this is where we need to start, because if your spouse experiences anxiety you can't reason it out of him or her so anxiety is more than just worrying about something it is but often like when people are talking about it it's just the presenting issue you know what i mean like so like i'm worried about him losing his job right so then we try to talk them out of the worry about losing the job but the okay you know the the possibility of losing the job is not the issue the anxiety is the issue okay yep so you know reasoning persuasion manipulation Threats, (laughs) Threats, <laughs> anything like that can't be used to diminish anxiety. Like you can't remove anxiety by putting pressure on it. Okay. And so you can never win this battle with anxiety as long as you think of it as in you're in a battle. <laughs> okay. What? You can't win the battle as long as you think you're in the battle. Yeah. So you got to find a different way to think about it. That's where I'm going with this, right? Oh, okay. So the biggest blessing you can give a spouse who struggles with anxiety is the gift of compassion. This is my my thesis statement, right? So learning to help him or her with self-soothing, for example, that's a way that you can think about this without it being a battle. Oh, it's not something you have to fight. You don't bring soothing to the battlefield. Right. Right. 
And this is how you will cope because it's way easier to be compassionate towards an anxious person, anxious person, <laughs> than to fight their anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's not pleasant being the fighter on this battlefield. It's easier to be the compassionate person. Hmm. And that's what I'd like to invite you to, to, to be as our listener is to think about how you can join with your spouse rather than, you know, both be attacking the anxiety. Okay. Because fighting anxiety never works. Only compassion will effectively uproot anxiety. So anxiety, of course, is like, it's a very common thing. A lot of people experience it. All of us experience it when, whenever we have a feeling of impending danger or doom or dread, we all experience anxiety. So there's that part of anxiety that's very normal. Mm-hmm. And it's our body's natural sort of fight, flight, or freeze response to the the environment that we're in and the, the threats or dangers imposed by it. So anxiety then can be very brief for situation. I'm just going to talk about anxiety for a minute here. Okay. Right, like right before a major job interview. Yeah, you should experience a little anxiety. That's normal. Okay. Right. That's fine. Right. It's like your adrenaline kicking in kind of. Yeah. Cause something big is going on. Right. Yep. But it can also be a more prolonged, more diffuse thing, like generalized anxiety disorder, where it's just kind of going on and just anxiety about everything or almost everything. That's okay. why it's called generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Panic attacks are another type of anxiety. It's And a panic attack is a normal bodily or physiological reaction, but it occurs without a valid cue. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Agoraphobia is the fear that one might lose control if he or she ventures from a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And kind of in behind there is this real sense of powerlessness. So this is agora is the marketplace. Yep. So it's the fear of open spaces, right? Social phobia is a fear of having to engage in social interactions. Hmm. Not to be confused with introversion. <laughs> and then there's just all sorts of phobias okay. that are very specific to actual things. Yeah. So obviously we don't know what our listeners might be experiencing, but it is both a struggle to experience anxiety and it can be really hard to know how to support a spouse who experiences it as well. So how do you do it? Well, there's some research-based ideas. Really? Yeah, yeah. What a surprise. Okay. So I think the first thing that I wanted to bring out is to is to provide a safe, committed, secure relationship. Okay. Sounds basic, but it needs to be basic. Like it has to be there. So if you're frustrated at your spouse versus supporting your spouse, your spouse is going to know the difference between those yeah. two things. Yeah. Whether I'm frustrated with you or whether I'm supporting you, right? They're very different experiences. If you're so if you if your spouse grew up in a family where love was conditional or where safety was an uncertain and rare commodity, like just safety it might not even be like physical safety. It might be physical, but it might just be sort of safety in relationship that I'm safe and secure in, okay. in the relationship that I am. Or where he or she was not wanted, then these conditions would leave him or her vulnerable to anxiety and possibly depression as well. Because there's just this whole sort of uncertainty thing built into that early life experience. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're loving and kind to your spouse when they're calm and then distant, angry, or frustrated when they're not... What are you doing? You're just reinforcing those yes. same messages. Yes. And you're kind of exacerbating or highlighting these vulnerabilities that led to the anxiety and depression. So you're actually increasing the anxiety. Yes. And this has been documented in studies, right? Hmm. So you want to be doing whatever you can to help your spouse feel secure. And secure adults are, you know, their, their sort of frame of mind is that they believe that they are worthy of the care, concern, and affection of others. And this makes them more comfortable in the marriage. Hmm. Fearful adults appear to anticipate rejection and insensitivity from their spouse and will be less comfortable and engaged in the marriage. Interesting. Okay. So this really is the idea of of creating certainty and safety. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there's a verse in the Bible in, in 1 John 4 that says that perfect love casts out fear. And while it can be a huge challenge to be in relationship with a very anxious spouse, this is an opportunity for you to accept and rise to the challenge of learning to love really, really well. So yeah. that, you know, again, this is a reframe. If you're listening to this, you know that your spouse struggles with anxiety. You're wondering how to help with that. Think about this as an opportunity. It's a possibility for you to try and experiment in love and see how great and how powerful love really is. Hmm. Okay. That's so romantic. Because, yeah, here you go. Because love is, you know, it's love that is, is unconditional and consistent and secure and authentic will go a long way towards undermining feelings of anxiety. Hmm. But to do this, here's where I can come back to it. You need to find compassion for your spouse. At that time when you're like the most frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the anxiety is frustrating, mm-hmm. you separate the anxiety from your spouse and you reach out to your spouse. Mm-hmm. So... But, you know, we need to slice this a little thinner, right? Because it is, it is, it really can be frustrating. And, and here I refer to another article when I state that the spousal hostility predicts worse end state function, meaning that, hang on, hostility activates and reinforces negative self-evaluations. Is that any plainer? Probably hostility not. Hostility activates and reinforces, reinforces negative. So if, if I'm anxious and you... I'm hostile, hostile towards you. Yeah. Then I'll become more negative about myself yeah there must be something wrong with me because i just can't you know i'm making him mad now too okay and negative core beliefs it also reinforces those there must be something wrong with me i'm not worthy i'm not acceptable not lovable this Hmm. perpetuates the anxiety yeah no kidding not only that but the hostility also adds stress and it also undermines your spouse's motivation to change so if i'm struggling with anxiety i get that this is frustrating for you but why would i want to make efforts to get closer to your hostility Oh, I'm just going to back away. Yes. So this can be a real wedge in the relationship, right? It just doesn't work. Hmm. Now, does this mean that you can't say anything to your spouse? Because I, I, you just picture the, the husband or whatever now, and he's in this quandary, like, okay, I can't like even talk to her about this. I just have to show compassion. Or like, what do I do? Like, your hands are tied. Okay. So this is just like totally reinforcing the man going, oh, I can't understand my wife. How can anybody understand a woman? Yeah. This is reinforcing that? How so? I don't know. Let's hear what you have to say first. Well, this is, maybe I could just reframe that a little bit. Okay. So you can see why men might do that. Why husbands might do that. No, women are so perfectly normal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's another podcast episode. Are women normal or not? (laughs) Okay. Just keep going. Yeah. Maybe break that into three parts. Um, Does this mean that, (laughs) so let's come back to this. So what do you say to your spouse? I don't know. That's what I'm waiting okay. for you to okay. say. So non-hostile criticism actually helps. Now, that's academic language, right? The word criticism? Yeah. So let's use the word feedback. Non-hostile feedback actually helps. So okay. if you can give your spouse feedback that does not in any way communicate rejection, but provides an alternative and more balanced perspective to negative thoughts and beliefs, that can be helpful. It's very likely that your spouse will consider that. Okay, like give me an example. So it's like, um, you're all worried that I'm going to lose my job. Okay. So I might say to you, well, you know, have you considered the possibility that if I do lose my job, you know, we have like a six month slush fund or, you know, I can always go work for, you know, Joe down the street who offered me a job again three months ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it is just kind of providing the alternative 
And, but uh, maybe that's not such a good example because the feedback to you would be like, you're worrying about something that hasn't happened. Have you considered the options or the possibilities that might come out of this? That might be a good thing. Maybe we can start that business that we've always wanted to start. So you're helping your, your spouse to shift their frame of reference about how they're thinking about it. Okay. So the key part though, is I'm communicating that is not communicating rejection anyway. So the wrong way to do this would be to say, you always worry about stuff that hasn't happened and I'm getting sick and tired. I have enough to worry about trying to find another job without listening to your nagging and everything else on top of it. Mm. That's me attacking your anxiety. Right. Because I don't like it and it's frustrating me and I'm angry at it. Yeah. Whereas the compassion says, look, I know you're really worried about this, but like, here's a few other options that are out there. Mm -hmm. And have you thought about them? Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Making sense now. All righty. So that key part is not communicating the rejection, right? And if I'm angry, that's going to amplify any sense of rejection. But if I'm compassionate, it's going to communicate security. Yeah. Okay. People that perceive negative criticism from their spouse are more likely to have higher ratings of anxiety and depression. Hmm. And even they, as the study noted that if they are in treatment for anxiety, they may not do as well. So there's, there's been studies where they've observed clinicians treating people for anxiety, mm-hmm. and then they watched what their spouses were doing at home, and the spouses that were harsher those patients did not perform as well or did not get the results from the therapy that the, the spouses with supportive spouses got from therapy. <laughs> so like a, uh, like a hostile spouse at home was just kind of undermining yes. what the yes. therapist was trying yes. to work on. So, you know, the same therapist doing the same work with the same people and the spouse at home is really swaying the outcome by virtue okay. of his or her hostility or support. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. That was pretty complicated. So if you can take the negative criticism and the hostility right out of the equation, you give your spouse this like really strong opportunity to overcome the anxiety that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what the researchers are actually finding then is that they're working with people who experience anxiety and the work they do at the clinic, as we said, is undermined by the negative hostility of the spouse at home. So those spouses don't respond to treatment nearly as well as those that have supportive spouses. Hmm. This is from a study in 2011. Mm-hmm. which kind of brings me full circle back to where we started because it can be frustrating to live with a spouse who has a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So in the frustration though, you have to choose which way you're going to go with it. Okay. Am I going to go towards anger and hostility or am I going to go towards compassion and support? And I think, you know, in theory, everybody's going to go, oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be compassionate and supportive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being practical here where the rubber meets the road, it's a lot harder to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. in person when you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do, right? Like I think it'd be an actual decision. Like, yeah. no, I'm reaching out with compassion. Yeah. So maybe if this seems overwhelming to you, just choose to try it for a week. Mm-hmm. And, and just stop and, and reach way down inside yourself, like I challenged this other guy to, reach way down inside yourself to find some, some compassion behind that frustration mm-hmm. and to act out of that place and just support and love. And, you know... Not be like... A condescending, like I think you could fake. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me give a, a word picture here, maybe as well. Okay. Picture two people across from each other. They got a sword, right? Mm-hmm. Each got a sword. They're fighting each other. And one of them looks kind of like dragon-like. That's the spouse with the anxiety. Oh, okay. Yep. Now. That it, can be you. <laughs> <laughs> now picture those two people standing beside each other, facing a dragon, both with their swords drawn. And the dragon is the anxiety. 
Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the shift that you want to have is to be with your spouse. If your spouse is on board in sort of addressing the anxiety and lowering its impact in your life. So you're together on, you're together against that instead yeah. of at each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. So your spouse will feel the most anxiety when he or she is desperately trying to reduce uncertainty around an outcome that he or she cannot control. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we do live in a very uncertain world. This is our reality. But one thing that you can make certain is that your spouse is in a marriage that is loving, secure, and stable. You can give your spouse that gift. Yeah. And that is a huge certainty point that will repel the fear that lies at the heart of anxiety. So you want to start from this place. Of security. Yeah. All right. That's all I had. That's good. Okay. Do you want to wrap up? Sure. All right. We're done. As always, you can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 79 this week. And remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) All right, should we start that one over? Yep, I think you should. And let's take that one back to if your spouse grew up in a family. Mine did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have our blooper section. <laughs> All right. <clears throat>